And as we start learning about Joseph, Lord, I pray that we'd be able to uh, apply this man's decisions, some of the things that he found himself in. I pray that we'd apply them here to our own lives. May we honor you in it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. Well, folks, let me show you exactly the dilemma I'm talking about if you didn't catch it. Now, most of us here, you know, we, we understand if, if you're, uh, most of us here, I'd say we're married or maybe engaged, been married, what have you. And uh, think back to when you and your wife first started dating. Man, you, you got together, you started, you know, you started like hanging out with one another. You know, guys, remember when your wife used to sit in the middle of your pickup truck and now you've got the family car and she has to sit way over there and you, know, you can't sit close anymore. You know, things change. But think about back when you were sweethearts. I remember the day I went and asked Tori to, to, to be my wife. I remember we drove over to the Biltmore house. That's why we like to go back there. It's kind of a special place for us. And I remember we went to this little gazebo that overlooks the house. And I remember I had the ring in my pocket. And as we were walking through the woods, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, my heart's beating 100 miles a minute because I knew what I was getting ready to do. And she probably thought I was, you know, being all you know, funny or weird or something. And so I remember we got up there just thinking, oh, the distress of sweating bullets. I'm going to ask this woman to be my wife, you know. And then, boy, we, we got married or engaged. And we were so happy. We took a bunch of pictures. And we even had another couple that happened to be passing by. We gave them a camera and said, hey, we're going to reenact this again. Take a picture of me down one day, you know, just to kind of remember. And, boy, you, know, you love that time of being engaged. And that's where Joseph and Mary were. I mean, they were engaged. They were, uh, they, were, they were getting ready to get married. They were probably planning their lives out together. And then, now picture this is what happens. In the story of Christmas, we talk about the angel that showed up and said, hey, you're going to have a baby. The angel showed up to Mary before he showed up to Joseph. Okay? Mary knew what was going on before Joseph did. So here in this engagement period, Mary just shows up. Uh, hey, Joseph, I'm pregnant. Now, imagine that, that thought. And for one, I guess, kind of, kind of being the man. You know, your first thought would be, what, who, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to go get my gun, you know. You know, that's, that's you, whatever thoughts are going to be going in your mind. You're, you're going to be trying to figure it out. You're going to be trying to make sense of it because we know it obviously wasn't him because the Bible says this was before they ever came together. It specifically says that. And so he, she's getting her to have a baby, and here they are. They're engaged. They haven't, man, they haven't moved in together. They haven't, uh, you know, they, of course, hadn't said their vows. And, and now her be belly's going to start growing. And so he's sitting there trying to figure out, what am I going to do? And then even if Mary did say to him, imagine if your fiancé, this girl, she says, yeah, but still, I haven't, I haven't known any other man, Joseph. Okay, this just, kind of, this just kind of happened, all right? And, you know, part of me would be thinking, yeah, come on. Really? You know? Really? <laughs> you know? And, you know, whatever would be going through his mind, and I know the Bible doesn't specifically say it, but I'll show you some things that you know, would make us to believe maybe he did. So he's, he's trying to reason it out, and he's thinking to himself, well, he still loves her. He's not going to put her away. He's going to be just about it. Look what the Bible says he did in Matthew chapter 1, verse number 19. Then Joseph, her husband, and I realize it says husband, even though they weren't officially married yet. It uses that for, to show his position. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, he wants to do what's right. He doesn't want to make her a public example, being a lady walking around with a nine-month pregnant belly and knowing she's not married. He doesn't want to do that to her. Not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privately. He's going to hide her. I'm going to let him unseat her. He hadn't figured it all out in his head yet. And really, when you, by the way, if you flip over to the book, I think it was Luke chapter number one, there was a period of time where she went and she went to go see her cousin named Elizabeth for like three months. 
Um, timeline would suggest that she was able to see John the Baptist get born there, which would have been kind of cool. Could have this been where Joseph sent her? Maybe. But we know that he wasn't willing to make her a public example, so he was just going to try to hide it. Now, if you're like me, when you've got a puzzle in your head and you're trying to work it out, you know, whenever I'm alone and things are quiet, that's kind of when my gears start turning. I'm not able to think on things. Like, I'm not able to sit down and read a book while a whole bunch of other stuff's going on. I just, I just can't think. So Joseph, what he's doing, the Bible says he's, he's laying in his bed at night. And man, he's just thinking on this. Man, what am I going to do? My fiance is over here. She's getting ready to have a baby. Her belly's going to start swelling up. People are going to start seeing it. And it's not mine. And she says it just kind of happened. You know, I mean, then she gave me this story about the angel showing up to her saying it's of the Lord. Well, I mean, I want to believe her, but I mean, really? Come on. You know, and he's just laying there and he's, he's thinking through all these things. And I can imagine how there, there's probably a part of him that's getting pretty, pretty tore up. You know, and then ask yourself, have you ever had a problem that you can't figure out? You know, you're looking for an answer, but, but there's not one. You're, you're trying to figure out how you're going to get to the other side of this tunnel. You don't know which way to go. Well, man, I've, I've been there. You know, you're just laying there in bed at night trying to figure out the answer to this problem. Listen, humans have been the same since God made them. Okay, they have these problems. We have these problems. So here's what Joseph does. He's laying there. He's trying to figure it out. Then God shows up and God says, all right, Joseph, let me help you out. Look what the angel says in verse number 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David. Notice what he says specifically. Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. Joseph, you're worrying about it too much, man. Don't be afraid to go ahead and marry her. This, this, you're making this a bigger deal than it is, Joseph. This is, this is something special. Fear not. Don't be afraid to go ahead and marry her. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Boy, God gave him the truth. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So, boy, man, the angel shows up to Joseph in a dream and says, Joseph, it's okay, man. This, isn't, this might not really be what you were being afraid of. Because the angel specifically said, don't be afraid to go ahead and marry her. I mean, men, think with me. If you were in that situation, wouldn't you start having second thoughts about the marriage coming up? I probably would. I mean, I'd be at least wondering... I would at least have some kind of question. I mean, because the angel hadn't showed it to him yet. It hadn't been revealed to him yet. So here the angel shows up and says, don't be afraid. This baby, this is actually the baby that was talked about in Isaiah. And then he starts quoting scriptures that we talked about last Sunday. And then he showed him, look, this is him. This is really him. Joseph, you go ahead and marry this girl. And when the baby's born, Joseph, you're going to name him Jesus. You're going to name him God is with us. You're going to name him Emmanuel. Now look at verse 24. Look what Joseph did. Then Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel said. Did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And took unto him his wife. He went and married her. And then knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Just like he had been told to. Folks, we're going to be looking at the strange dilemma of the Savior's dad. And we're going to understand some things that, you know, sometimes when we see some uncertainty, what's going on, when we don't have an answer, 
We're going to see where we can find the answers. And folks, we're going to learn some really good stuff out of the scripture. So first, let's do this. Let's look at what the actual dilemma is. And we're going to make some comparisons to ourselves. The first thing is this. Sometimes we have a big decision time coming up upon us. You know, we, we don't know what we're going to do. We have a dilemma. And our problem is, is we don't know what God's plan is. I'll give you some big decision times in my life. I feel like maybe the older I get, the fewer these come. But I remember as a younger man, there were a lot. You know, hey, where am I going to go to college? Where am I going to work? Who am I going to marry? I mean, these are, these are three questions that young people have to answer that's going to affect them the rest of their lives. That's, that's a big deal, right? And so you have these things, and I remember there were times I would lay in my bed at night wondering, Lord, what am I going to do here? And by the way, on two of those big decisions, the Lord threw my life completely off track to show me where I ought to be. And a lot of times when we get upset with that, it ends up being something good. So that was kind of a side note. But those things happen. And when we're laying in bed, we're trying to figure out, Lord, how am I going to fix this situation? What am I going to do here? Man, my fiance is getting ready to have a baby. Lord, I've got this family member that's sick. Lord, I've got, I've got this going on. Lord, I've got this bill that came up. I don't know what I'm going to do about it. Lord, now I've got this, this sickness I'm trying to work out. I don't, I don't know what our problem is, but the fact is every single one of us are going to eventually have some kind of dilemma that we don't know how to fix. And we don't know what God's plan is. That's kind of the problem. And now maybe God just hadn't showed it to us yet. Maybe he's just saying, wait, be patient. If you'll hang on, I'll show you. Because I'll tell you what happens when we're told to wait and we don't want to wait. We end up making a mistake. I remember there was this time, it wasn't too long ago. You know, I, I live over on 5th and my boys and I, we were going to go walk to, to the park. And so we, you know, we crossed over by the school. We hung a left and we were walking down to, uh, towards the park. And one of the things you, you always teach children, don't cross the street unless you're holding your parents' hand, especially if it's a young one. If it's an older one, look both ways before you cross the street. Because why? You wait to look or you wait till your parents are here. That way you stay safe. Don't do it. And, you know, of course, there's sometimes when they're learning. I remember one time specifically, one of my boys took a couple steps to the road and I'm like, don't, oh, come back. You know, you want, you want to be safe. And so that's something that we, we don't like to do. We don't like to be patient because sometimes when we're not patient, we make the wrong decision because we didn't wait for God's help. Sometimes God puts us in his spot and says, hang on, give me a minute. Let my plan catch up. I'm going to show you something. See, he didn't understand what God's full plan was yet and that he was sending the Savior of the world through his fiance. You know, the angel hadn't showed him that yet, but that's a big deal. And if he would have known that, he probably wouldn't have been afraid to marry her, right? But he didn't know yet. Folks, sometimes we don't know God's plan and, and we'll begin to take action into our own hands. See, it says in verse number 19 that he was being a just man. He thought he was going to do what was right. He was not willing to make her a public example. He wasn't going to have people point and mock at Mary. He wasn't going to do that. He loved her. But he was minded to put her away privately. He was going to hide her from the rest of the world. Wasn't going to show anyone. Wasn't going to show her off. And so he was taking action, not really having all the facts. You know, the Bible doesn't specifically condemn or, uh, you know, or, or, or pat him on the back for this either. But we know he did it because he didn't have all the facts. Folks, I want to tell you this. When you are in the middle of a problem that you don't have an answer, don't jump out into the road without God catching up first. Okay, sometimes we just need to wait. Sometimes God's plan needs to catch up. Sometimes we just have to wait until we have the rest of the information. See what I'm saying? I mean, that's what Joseph didn't have. So even here, his mind was made up. When we make decisions about things, when 
you know, when our mind isn't made up yet, that could also kind of cause us to make some foolish decisions. Have you ever, have you ever gotten a car and you started driving somewhere and you knew where you were trying to go, but you didn't know how to get there? You know, I, I've done that. And then you'll, you'll start driving this one direction. Then finally, you look at your, your map or your GPS and you found out you're supposed to be going the other direction and you've already gone like 10 miles the wrong way. Yes, I've actually done that. And you know, so sometimes you, you, you made a decision not having the information and, and, and you messed up. Folks, make sure we don't just, you don't just jump out when you don't have it all, right? It's okay not to have the answer. We're, we're so, we're so information-oriented. I mean, right, you, you, you pick up your thing and you say, hey, hey, Siri, you know, hey, Google, tell me this. I, I want to know, you know, how old is Hugh Jackman? Bing, and it'll tell you, you know, whatever. You, you don't have to wonder about things. It'll, it'll just, you just have the information. Folks, when it comes to God's plan, sometimes it's okay not to have the information. Sometimes we have to be okay with that. Hey, Abraham, I want you to get up and go to a place I'm going to show you. Where is it, Lord? I'm not going to tell you yet. Just go. Okay. By the way, that's what he did. God told Abraham just to get up and leave. And as you go, I'm going to lead you. That would have been a scary thought just to get up and start going somewhere. God doesn't always expect us to have the information, but God does expect us to obey and to keep moving. With, with, what, with what we do have and what we know. So we might act too soon. Sometimes we feel like we have to make this decision, but sometimes it's okay not to always have it. So we saw Joseph's dilemma, but I'm going to show you this now too, Joseph's big discovery. Joseph's big discovery, and here's a big one for us. It's, tr- excuse me, it's truth. It's just simply truth. So the angel showed up and he said, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For what is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And look how he proves it. I love what the angel does. The angel says, hey, Joseph, you remember what the Bible says. You remember the prophet Isaiah? Yeah. Look, this, verse number 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for she shall save her people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. Right? It was said before. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted, God's with us. The angel proved truth using the Bible. Think about that. The angel proved truth using what was already written in the Old Testament of the Bible. And so when, when Joseph, when he realized, wow, okay, yeah, that's uh, all right, Mr. Angel, that's scripture. I believe it. When we have truth, when we have knowledge, it affects the things that we do, doesn't it? When, when we have all the answers, then we can start making an, an accurate, you know, an accurate uh, decision or an accurate um, path that we're going to be taking on. So look, Joseph's discovery, one, we realized that it came from the Lord, right? That's where truth has to come from. All truth that we have, and when it comes to really guiding our life, it really needs to be backed up against the Bible. I don't care who, who says what, when, or where. We really need to always be looking at the world with some biblical sunglasses, Okay, what's the Bible say about this? What's the Bible say about that? Because while sometimes men, people, myself included, while sometimes we may think we have some pretty good opinions, at the end of the day, God's word is always going to outrank what just some random guy says. Okay? We always need to think about what the Bible says. That is the ultimate truth, which is why I love what the angel does. He points him back to the Bible. Here it is, Joseph. I'm not just giving you some dream. Right there it is. I mean, you you can see it. Go get the book and read it yourself. You can see it again. So his discovery came from the Lord. And notice this. When we have truth, truth takes away fear. You ever thought about that? 
Truth takes away fear. Because what's the first thing that Joseph said about, you know, getting married to Mary? Marrying Mary. Yeah. What's the first thing he said? Fear not. Don't be afraid to take her as your wife. Why? I, this is something I'm supposed to be afraid of. I mean, she's getting ready to have a baby. Because the Bible says that this baby is coming from the Holy Ghost. You don't have anything to be afraid of. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Lord, if you say so. When we back up what we do with the scripture, that can take away the fear that we have in our hearts about it. We were talking this morning in Sunday school about, uh, you know, in, in olden days, uh, it was over in Europe, where they began having to give preachers licenses to preach. You know, you're, you're not going to preach unless we allow you to as a state. You've got to come to us and get your preacher's license. And there were a bunch of preachers that said, uh, no, because I preach because God told me to, not because the state said I can. And so there was, a, there was this big deal about it. And a lot of men, they went, they went to jail. And by the way, they went to jail skipping and singing happy about it. And said, fine, because we don't care what you think. They had peace in their hearts about it. Why? Because truth that comes from God's word takes away fear. Folks, truth will take away fear. That's why it's important to us to go back to the Bible. And folks, truth, it will, it will confirm these things. It will confirm the things that, that we do and the things that we um, you know, and the ways that we act. You know, I want you to think about this. Sometimes the knowledge that we have, uh, it just kind of, it drives you whether you know it or not. I want to tell you what I did this morning, and I'm kicking myself for not having it with me. You're probably laughing. Uh, I had this mason jar in our pantry. And in the mason jar, it had, it had uh, what happened? Oh, yeah, it, we had a jar of honey. That's what it was. And it was up in our pantry. And man, I like honey, so this made me really upset. I was reaching up in my pantry to grab some medicine this morning, and when I reached up there to grab some medicine, the mason jar fell off the counter and it broke on the floor. So, by the way, cleaning up glass is one thing. Cleaning up glass that's covered in honey, that's something else. Okay? I don't think you've ever had to do that. That was difficult. That was difficult. So, so I was out there I was trying to, you know, for one, not step on glass. I'm trying to get the honey up off the floor, and I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all these things. I'm, I'm kicking myself because I really like honey. And, yeah, so... I thought to myself, and I was thinking, too, of what we were going to be going over this morning. I thought, man, I really need to bring some of this to church this morning. Here's what I was going to do, because I already kind of planned on this a little bit. If I would have given you, and I would have sat right here, if I would have had a glass of lemonade. And for those of you that have had my wife's sweet tea, we'll say that sweet tea, because her tea is sweet. I like my wife's sweet tea. <laughs> Started to dwell on there for a minute. Anyways. Uh, and then what if I told you that in this glass of sweet tea, you can see it. You pick it up and hold it up to the light. There's about 75 pieces of broken glass in that jar. Now let me ask you, how many of you would drink in that glass? Probably none of you. Because you saw it. Why? Because you had truth about what was in that glass. You knew. You didn't even have to think about it. Are you going to pick it up and drink it? No! Come on! Pastor, what are you even saying? That's ridiculous! Because truth just dictates your decision. You really didn't have that. That's just common sense. Sometimes. We didn't even talk about that so much. When you are looking for an answer, you can't make your decision until you have the truth about the answer you're looking for to begin with. That's why when you're stuck on something and you're dwelling and you're trying to figure it out, maybe you don't have God's plan yet. Maybe you just don't have all the truth that you need yet. Maybe you don't know all the ins and outs. Sometimes we just have to wait and sometimes we have to start digging that's why the Lord showed up. By the way, when we need truth, the Bible says that he will guide us into all truth. If we go looking, he'll show it to us. If we go looking and digging for that answer, he'll, go, he'll 
show us God's word. He'll, he'll bring some kind of verse to our mind. He'll bring it to us on the radio, what we read or whatever. But the Lord, he will give us the answer. With this, with Joseph, man, he showed up and said, Joseph, here is the answer. This is what you need. He gave him the truth that he needed. Truth gets rid of fear. Truth guides us. Truth directs us. And truth is found in God's word. Folks, we can bank on that. It worked for Joseph, and it works for us as well. So Joseph, man, he had this, he had this great discovery. And, you know, it's funny. When we find truth and we see it working, it just confirms our faith. You know, I love it when that happens. Wow, what the Lord was said was right. Have you ever noticed when that moment comes? Wow, what God said was right. It's almost like we're surprised. You know, why does that happen? Wow, the Lord answered my prayer. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, he's God. He can do that. Yeah, it's, it's funny. That's the way we think. But I guess it's still something to rejoice about, though. I mean, as Christians, we can rejoice about those things. Anyway, what we need to always be looking for truth. Ask God for truth during your dilemma. So there was Joseph. It was, there was his big dilemma, his big discovery of truth. Because truth, boy, it brings peace. It guides us. And lastly, here we're going to see this. Joseph, he was dedicated to truth. He was dedicated to truth. Look at number one here, verse number 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until he had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Folks, the first thing we need to do is we need to believe the truth that we have been taught. We need to believe the truth that we see. You know, you can see and learn something, but not believe it. I'm going to tell you about this knucklehead that I used to go with when I was in high school. You'll know why I call him a knucklehead. We took this trip. We went down to Mexico. And if you've ever been there and you go as a group, you will always be told, don't drink the water in Mexico. At least not the tap water anyway. You know, just don't. It, it will make you sick. There's stuff in the water there that you should not drink that's in the water there. It's not here. And so uh, we, we were told this. We were in, in, in high school. And this guy, he was maybe two years younger than I was. That would have made him 15 or 16. And they told him that. Do not drink the water. They made this big statement before we all got there. One of the first things the dude does is he runs over to the sink and starts drinking the water. You're thinking, you dummy. And then what happened? A day later, he lay up in bed because he was sick. He couldn't even get out of bed. And we're thinking, duh. We, they told you, don't do this. Why, why didn't you listen to the truth that you were given? Here it was. Folks, one of the things I admire about Joseph is that he actually listened to the truth that he was given. He believed it. Why? Well, because he went and he acted on it. Folks, the first thing the truth will do is if you believe it, it will cause you to act on it. Because what did he do? He woke up from his dream. He went and he took Mary and he married her. And verse number 25, he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. That dream that I had, that angel that showed up and told me I should name him Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I believe it. We're going to call him Jesus. That's who he is. It was shown to Mary. It was shown to Joseph. And we're going to do what we were told. We were going to do that truth that we found out. Folks, when you find out something from God's word and you see it as true and you believe it, I want to encourage you, go ahead and act on it. Go ahead and do it. When you've got that decision that you need to make and, and you're laying in bed and you've got some kind of dilemma, and then all of a sudden you get the answer and you, 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 you have it confirmed from God's word. What am I supposed to do? Oh, Lord, that's what you want me to do. That's going to become the time when maybe it's something that we, maybe it's something we don't like, Right? Maybe it's something we don't understand yet. Maybe God gave us just a little piece of the information. You know, someone once said, 
And God's word is kind of like a flashlight, which I love this illustration. You know, I, I like flashlights. I've got, I've got a few of them, but they're, they're fun. My kids like them too. They think they're toys. And, you know, it's not like flicking on a light switch where you can see everything. If you're walking out in the woods at night, you can see in front of you enough to just kind of see what's, what's in the path right in front of you. You know, sometimes that's God's plan. God doesn't flick on every single light in front of you to see what's going to be happening 20 years from now. God gives you enough truth to see what your next few steps ought to be. And we rather sometimes just take that and accept it. Did God tell Joseph all the things that was going to be happening in Jesus' future? No. I mean, of course, there were some things in the Old Testament. But he did tell Joseph, Joseph, you're going to name him Jesus. He's going to take away the sins of the world. And that was enough. Folks, when we have enough truth to act, we act. So here's what we've learned today. And we're going to take these things with us. So just like Joseph, I promise us, we are going to find ourselves in, in situations where we don't have an answer. Sometimes we just need to wait. Don't jump out when you don't have all the information yet. Sometimes it's okay to just wait on the Lord to show up. Sometimes, secondly, when, when we're going to have this big discovery is coming, if we'll wait, we'll find truth. Folks, truth is important. Truth is so very important. Just like, just like that glass. I mean, would you go up and drink something if you didn't know what was in there? Man, it might be something that would kill you. You need truth. Truth is important. Dig in God's word for truth. Because in God's word is the ultimate perfect truth. I mean, people can give you opinions. God will be facts. And that's things that we can bank on. things we can trust. And then when your decision time, when it comes, trust the truth that God's given you. Trust the truth. It might, not, it might not be easy. Sometimes it's hard to follow. By the way, sometimes doing the right thing, sometimes that's a hard thing. Sometimes doing the right thing is doing the unpleasant thing. Sometimes doing the correct thing is not even the thing we want to do. But we still need to trust in the truth. I mean, just, just like that sweet tea. Some people have told me how much they really like sweet tea. Oh, I'm, ooh, but I really, really, really want to drink it. I don't care how much you want to drink it. It'll kill you. Don't do it. Oh, but I really want to. No. We have to take away sometimes the way we feel and believe and act on truth. So, folks, just like Joseph, man, he, he, he was in some kind of dilemma. He didn't know. He didn't have all the answers until God showed up and gave them to him. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. So let's stop there. We'll have a word of prayer. And let's ask the Lord to help us with these things. We'll ask the Lord to help us looking and acting on truth. Because I promise us, we're all going to have a dilemma where we don't have an answer. We don't know why some things have happened. We don't know why the Lord may have took us here. But we keep trusting and we keep moving forward. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, as, as we come before you, as we've seen here some things that's happened in Joseph's life, Lord, I pray that we would use him as our great example. Lord, he was someone that, that felt like he had this big decision he had to make. And Lord, sometimes we find ourselves in the same shoes. I pray that you would be our great teacher. Lord, show us the paths we ought to take in life every day. Lead us into truth. Guide us in our decisions that we make. Now, folks, with every head bowed, with every eye closed, I want to give us here just a few moments to do business with the Lord. Maybe the Lord is impressing something upon your heart this morning. You know, maybe even right now in your own life, you're going to go home, you're going to go to bed, and you're going to lay in bed at night, and you're just going to wonder, Lord, what? Lord, why? Lord, when? And you've got some kind of dilemma that you cannot figure out. 
just like Joseph, sometimes it's okay not to have the answers, but wait on the Lord and wait for truth. Wait for God's direction. Because truth is so very important. Look for truth. Are you looking for the truth? And when you find it, are you going to act on it? When God shows it to you, will you listen to it? moments to do business with the Lord. Folks, the Lord loves you this morning. We can trust him to take us, to he will take us where he wants us to be. Lord, we do love you. We want to ask you again that you would, Lord, look unto us and bless us. Lord, as a church, I pray that you would guide us in the way that you would want us to go. Lord, protect us from sin. Build a hedge around us as a church. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us, our hearts would be geared towards you, that we would long for you, that we'd want to learn more about you, Lord, that we would, that we would go looking for that truth. Lord, because we've learned that with that truth, we can make the right decisions. Lord, I pray that you bless us all now as we get ready to go our, our separate ways. And as we're going into this Christmas season, help us to keep our hearts and minds focused on you and what we even have to celebrate. Because as Christians, we have so much to celebrate. God, we thank you for it. Lord, give us a good afternoon and, and bless us now until we come together again. And may all we do, do it towards your honor and, and your glory. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.